morning, Brandon. It's Dave and Rick and Kathy. How you doing, my friend? Hey, good morning. And to to Kathy's point, it was not only me, but it was Elvis Dumerville and Dominique Hickson, the receiver. Remember him? Yes. Yes. You guys were all in the fourth round. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm doing great. I'm down here in South Florida. Um, You know, we're blessed to have been drafted to the Denver Broncos, made some really good money, and I took a couple dollars and invested in three acres. So we we have a little bit of room out down here to go outside, exercise, and and take a deep breath. Right, it kind of reminds mm-hmm. me a little bit of Colorado. You know, have those outdoors, the outdoor space. So we're blessed. Nice, nice. Hey, what was it when you think about it? What was it like for you on on draft night? I mean, players think you know you're always hoping to be drafted as high as you can, but but realistically, as you take us back to that night, what was that night like for you? Wow. I was a slow blinker. Some of you guys may not know may not know what a slow blinker is. It's a <laughs> guy it takes a long time to get it, okay? Yep. Um, for <laughs> yeah. some reason, like in my head, I was going to be a first-round pick. Sure. Now, this is a guy coming from UCF. Nobody, everybody, you know, had me as a, you know, late-round free agent type guy. Uh, so I cried when I didn't go first and second and third round. So that mm. first day back then, first, second, and third was on the first day. Yep. So um, it was a terrible day for me. It was an emotional day because you got to think about when I was six years old, that was my only dream was to make it to the NFL, right? And every minute that goes by, every pick that goes by, like this anxiety and this tension that you feel, it's almost unbearable, right? Like you're you work – so hard for this one moment 18 years for this one moment right and you're just like wow when am I going to go am I going to go um so the first day was terrible then Denver Broncos came around the second day early it was like 11 12 or noon the next day and I get this call and they're like look we want to draft you but be ready to be tied in and I was like, it doesn't matter. You guys can put me at linebacker. Just draft me <laughs> off the board. Uh, and that was the best day of my life, right? It was amazing. Hey, B. Marsh, it's Rick Lewis here. It's good to hear your voice again. How you doing? Oh, what's up, big dog? I'm uh, doing good, man. I, you know, uh, I miss you, bro. Yeah, I miss you, too. <laughs> we were just talking about that commercial we shot together. Um, nuts. Nuts, right. Nuts. <laughs> nuts, yeah. <laughs> And, and so, I, I still, when I see you on TV, um, uh, I think of that, you holding up that bag of nuts. Nuts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know your, what that means, Dave, nuts. Yes, I do. That was your yes, first e- big... Even I know what that means. First <laughs> big acting role. Um, so, B. Marsh, are, do you uh, do you still um, have a desire to play desire in to the play. league? Do you think you're going to play this year, or you hope to play this year? Say that again. I lost you for a second. Did you say something about coming back? Yes. What you say? Yes. Do you do you still think you <laughs> could come back? I think he's playing with you, Rick. What, what, what made you ask that question? Did Kathy tell you something? Did what, I say anything? No, here? Kathy didn't say I anything. Swear. She, she I did. swear, Brandon. She, she I did, did slip him a piece of paper right before I the question. I did not. I did not even say <laughs> no, Brandon, I swear I did anything. not say anything. <laughs> okay. Well, but, I promise you guys this. I'm not the athlete. I promise. I'm not the guy that... You have to literally drag off the field. Like, it's over. Take them in the backyard <laughs> and just, like, bury them. I'm not that guy. But do I believe I can still play? Hell, yeah, I can still play. 
I'm 6'5", I'm 230, I still run the four fives, right? The hardest thing, though, is not about if you're capable of doing it once, it's can you do it 50, 60, 70 times, not in the game, but you got to do that in practice, hmm. right? So in the right situation, um, yeah, I can come out and I can catch another 100 balls, 100%. But, but you don't want to – you're not coming back, you're saying – no, he's not saying that. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, not you, saying that. Yeah, you need to listen to his answer. You need to oh, okay. listen a little harder. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Come on, bro. You're in the media for a hundred years. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, there's, there's, there's two opportunities that I'm looking at right now. Um, this is the perfect time for a guy like me. Um, you know, I think injuries are going to be way up this year because we can't train properly. Uh, we're not going to have a, a, a strong off season. Shit, we may not even have football this year, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, if we have football or when we have football, uh, injuries will be up and there's going to be a lot of turnover um, at each position. So, you know, guys that can actually train and work hard will have an opportunity sooner rather than later because as soon as we open up camp, guys are going to be going down. And it's unfortunate. Um, it's one of those things that I think we really need to think about from a, a, a player's standpoint is our safety of our guys. You know, it's great to get back out there, but you better be uh, in, in, a, in good enough shape, shape where you can protect yourself and at least compete at the high level. We're talking to Brandon Marshall, former uh, wide receiver, Broncos draft choice back in the day. Uh, what about the podcast? Did I, did I hear part of the podcast that you actually had Roger Goodell on? First, talk about that and then, and then the podcast in general. What prompted you to get into that? Everybody's on their phone right now, man. Just it's something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. Haven't had the time, so being able to be, you know, us all in quarantine, us all dealing with the same situation, and then everybody being on, on their phones was just the perfect timing for us. Uh, really, I was riding around my neighborhood in a golf cart um, down here in South Florida, and then I ride by uh, Reggie Wayne's house, and he's outside, he's mowing his grass, and then I, you know. Uh, then I ride by uh, Fred Taylor's house, who's right across the street from him. He's cleaning out his garage. Then you got Channing, Crater, Channing Crowder, who's in the back on the pond fishing. I'm like, I have all these legends <laughs> sitting right here. Mm. We're all like pretty much, you know, during quarantine the same way. Let's freaking put a show together somehow in a safe way where we can, you know, uh, put some good stuff out there for people. You know, also have like Amari Stoudemire, the uh, in our neighborhood, we have um, the starting center for the Oakland Raiders in our neighborhood. I mean, there's just ton of there's a ton of NFL, NBA guys. Um, Brandon McKnight is next to me. Brandon Knight is next to me. So mm. we're like, man, it's a great opportunity where we can at least put out some good content around sports. So you know, that's what prompted us to do it. You know, the most astounding thing of that story, and I get that, is that Reggie Wayne actually does his own grass. <laughs> well, everybody's doing their own everything right now, for the yeah. Most part, right? Yeah, that's right. You and, know? and Brandon and his wife are always doing good things in the community, and they're actually out today feeding healthcare workers in Florida, and they've been doing that every nice. day out there. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome. B. Marsh, do you do, you right do? some salads and some acai bowls and some recovery shakes? Pretty mm. cool. Do you do your own uh, yard work, B. Marsh? I'll pick up like the the branches that fall down. I'll you know I I straighten up my yard, but no, 
no, our our our, our landscaping company is actually still uh, up and operating, so they're good. They come once a week and they hit it for us. But um, lately, I've been doing a lot of things like cleaning out the garage, like probably seventy five percent of most men in the mm-hmm. in the world right mm-hmm. now, and women. Let's not be sexist here, okay? Um, and also like just cleaning up the house. I'm doing all kind. Man, I'm mopping my floors. That's shocking. But it's cool, though. It's fun. Hey, you, you mentioned the podcast, and and maybe you, you get an opportunity to come back and play. And I get that, man. You play as long as you possibly can play, as long as you feel like you know you can still play. And somebody didn't have to come tap you on the shoulder, which they get most of us that way. Like, hey, would you come with me and bring your playbook? So, but but after <laughs> yeah. after you're done, after it's all said and done, it seems like you've got so many things in the fire, so many opportunities. Have you? Have you narrowed it down to what, you know, the next decade, whenever that time comes, what that might look like for you? What are you, what are you going to – is it TV? Will you ever get into yeah. the NFL and coaching? What will you do? Yeah, I've already done that. When I was actually uh, in Chicago, I did – I spent three months doing a case study uh, with Harvard, Anita L. Bursay's uh, BIMS program, where we studied a lot of influencers, a lot of athletes that did well with their platform – for me, it was always to help bridge the gap in the mental health community. So uh, back then, I set out to, to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, like, Livestrong, Lance Armstrong, Keanu Reeves, Michael J. Fox, Boomer Esiason, Doug Flutie. Like, we studied so many people, and uh, a, a few things jumped out to me. One was, like, I, we need to start it now, so don't wait. And two, um, what's, 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 what's life after football? So that's when I got on inside the NFL. That's when I start doing all these other things from a media standpoint was because I didn't want to wait until this situation. And people are like, man, who, who cares about Brandon Marshall? Right. Like mm-hmm. what was there? You got a big receiver now that we care about Cortland. Like that's our guy now. Um, you know, Ross Smith was awesome, but Ross Smith doesn't move the needle like the guys that's on the field right now. So I set out to do those things. So actually Kathy has been a, a huge help with us. And our nonprofit, she's probably our number one donor, number one fundraiser. She's raised probably almost a million dollars for Project 375 to date, her and her husband, Eric. Um, and then, uh, you know, still helping bridge the gap in the mental health community. But now instead of us focusing solely on the nonprofit side and the clinical side, we're actually opening up 43 facilities around the world, top cities in the world, where we're actually focused on performance and starting a conversation about mental health. So let's just get in shape. Let's unlock our full potential. Let's cut our body fat down. Let's get our BMI uh, in, in check. Let's take our cholesterol to an all-time low. And through that, it's like, hey, how is your mental health, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now we're open. We create this community. Now we're more vulnerable to talk about, you know what? I think I do deal with anxiety. You know what? I, is that depression? I didn't know what that was. I could never put a, a label on it. And now we have mental health practitioners on every on site at every facility, which I think every professional uh, sports league should have. So, um, you know, you welcome so much. Thank you guys for everything you're doing for us. He's talking to the healthcare oh, yeah, workers behind you. them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's still okay. yeah. Did you yeah. think he was talking to you guys? Yeah, for a second, yeah. <laughs> Rick, Rick was nodding. No. Uh, I'm like, yeah, no, no problem, B. Marshall. <laughs> no, but just to wrap it up, just to wrap that last point up, guys, it's like um, – you know, instead of working on the on the clinical side, we're moving on the performance side, and we're seeing that we're making a, a bigger impact faster by just bringing people in just to get in shape and um, take their cholesterol, you know, down, and then we're starting that conversation. So that's 
I'm, I'm already doing it. I've been doing it for about seven years now and extremely excited about scaling it now. That's Sounds awesome. good. Sounds yeah. good. Hey, we're proud of you, man. We appreciate you taking time to come on the show. It's always great to catch up with you, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing Hey, if there's one or two teams, all you need is one. If, if they call, we'll look forward to seeing you play sometime this fall. Okay, hey, hey, two things, two things, all right? Yep. One, Rick, give me my nuts back, okay? Get off my nuts. <laughs> all right, and, and, and coach, coach, yep. ask Kathy Lee, ask her about the time uh, that she didn't have toilet paper at my house. Ask her about <laughs> that. Time. You know what? Hey, be, be Marsh, let, let, me, let me just already tell you, she's already told me that story, dude. Okay. She, <laughs> she's right, told it. great for the viewers. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Brandon. All right, peace.